Hello. You're all right. Come on in, out of cold. Welcome to Conversation Matters. How can I help you? Okay. May I see your prescription? Thank you. Let's see. Conversation about... Hmm. Best Christmas gift. Yes, of course. Let me check the schedule. It looks like I have a certified conversationalist available right now. Does that work for you? Alright, hang on just one minute. There, okay. Just take your prescription and go straight through that door. He's expecting you. Come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. No, 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 you've got your prescription, come on in. Let me see it. Oh, yes. I know it's Christmas Eve, I know you're a little self-conscious, but come on in. I was just wrapping a present while I was waiting for you to come in. And I'm trying to be quiet, I don't want to wake anybody up. Everybody's getting ready for their long winter nap. And I've got to be as quiet as I can be. But that's okay. You can come in. Maybe you can help me wrap this present. Would you like that? <laughs> so let me see your prescription. What do you have for me today? Oh my goodness. Really? You don't know what to buy a loved one for Christmas. Well, you came to the right place. You know, the perfect present is in your mind. You already know what to get that person. You really do. I believe that. You know them better than me. But what I think you need is a nice conversation with someone like me. Mm-hmm. A friend that's impartial. And we're going to talk. And we're going to help find that present in your mind. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Really? That was your favorite present when you were growing up? I can relate to that. I remember one year I got a train set and I was, oh my god, I was so thrilled that I got that train set. You have no idea. It was ridiculous how happy I was. And I just... I was... It was a simple train set, too. It was just a little tiny... tiny one of those little Santa Fe... You know, red uh, red engines with silver on it. Little light up. The uh, engine had a little light on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so proud of that. It had a Hershey chocolate um, car. And it had a little... Uh, like a tractor trailer thing with like three little bulldozers on it. Oh, I thought that was the coolest little train I've ever seen. And all it did was go in a simple circle. There was no straight uh, straight track or anything or bridges or cross walks or anything. You know, traffic crossings, nothing. It was just a simple little circular track, beginner's track. And I thought that was the bomb. I played with that train set for days. Oh, I loved it. 
Well, that's the thing about Christmas. You get like this stack of presents. We all do. And we all overbuy. We buy ridiculous stuff. And then, you know, you open it all up and you find out that you just want that one thing. I remember my son wanted, and, and there was Nintendo 64 was out, but he wanted a uh, Super Nintendo, which is the older system before the N64. And they were real little kids then. Real little. I forget how old he was, maybe seven or eight. And he was like me, he wanted one thing, like, I want a train set, I want a train set, or I want army men, I want army men, you know, little green army men, I wanted them so bad. I love playing with the army men, and, you know, I was running out of them, you know, you lose them all year in the dirt, and out in the sand, and playing, and you blow them up with little firecrackers when you were a kid, and <laughs> I need a new army man, I, I need army men. My mom's going crazy. So, you're too old for that, I need my army men. <laughs> You know, any 21-year-old needs his army men. So, no, I'm joking. But my son was real little, and, and I had an NES uh, Nintendo system. And they had the N64. So they had the Super Nintendo, and then they had the N64. He wanted an older game. I think it was Donkey Kong Jr. 3 or something, or Donkey Kong Jr. 2. Whatever it was, he didn't have it. And for what? ever reason the entire state of Ohio did not have a copy of Donkey Kong Junior 3 we'll just say Donkey, Donkey Kong 3 in existence and I called and called and called every back then there were you know two or three different chains of game stores that uh, carried you know um, besides like you know they they carried the old classic stuff and they were always pushing the new, newer game systems, but they had the old, old games on for sale. And I just could not get anybody to come up with this game. And finally, it was getting kind of ugly because this was going on for like a month. Because my kids gave me a list like around Thanksgiving, and it's getting close to Christmas, and I do not have this game. And this is the only thing this this kid is like. I want this game. I don't want anything else. I want this game. And I'm blowing it. I cannot find this thing. Finally, not even that far from my house, but I forgot about this one video um, game store. And it was about maybe 35 minutes from my house. And I just forgot that there was another one there, like, you know, another chain or whatever. Like, you know, I called one, but I didn't call the other. And back then the internet wasn't that strong where they cross-referenced from one store to the next. And so, you know, they didn't know the other store had it. I call and they've got like, oh yeah, we got it. It's right here. How much? And, it, and for an old game, and this is a long time ago, they said, I think 35, 40 bucks. And it was expensive for an old used game. But it was, I guess, a rare, who knows. Anyway, I get in my car, my wife and I get in that car, and we drive over there as fast as we can. <laughs> and back then we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't have two nickels to rub together. We scrounged up every penny, every dollar we had. Because it was like right before payday, and we bought other things because we didn't think we were going to get it. And I found it. So we scrounged up every nickel we had. 
and I had just enough money for it. And I was getting paid, but it was like right before payday, and you know, you're shopping for Christmas right up to the day. And like I said, back then, we just didn't have a lot of money, and we just, I had exactly the money. I mean, we were taking change out of the, you know, out of uh, the bottom of her purse, out of the coin holder in my car for the taxes, just to make sure I had enough money. We 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 had enough, but we were so mortally terrified we were going to fall short or we were going to be late or somebody else was going to buy it. And this is a true story. I told him, please, I'm coming to get it. Do not let anybody else buy it. i got to have this game for my kid. It's the only thing he wants. He says, don't worry. we got two copies of it. Please hold one back. I get there. And somebody had bought the other one. He thought I came in and already bought it. And was going to sell the other one to someone that called in that wanted it. And I'll tell you what. I felt like I was going to have a panic attack right there in the store. I go, please don't tell me you sold both copies. They sold one and the guy was coming in for the other one. But it's first come, first serve. He said, are you the guy? I said, well, I'm the guy that called for the one. He goes, oh, man, I can't believe it. Some other, believe it or not, there was only one left. And I got it, and some poor, unlucky guy didn't get it. And I thought, oh, my God, I feel horrible, but I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I'm walking out of here. And I'm giving this guy change and dollar bills. I think I even gave him, like, a couple $2 bills I had in my you know dresser drawer that I was saving for the kids. I mean, we just cobbled every nickel we had together. This is really, this is back like, oh, I don't even know what year it was, but it was before 2000, so it was over 20 years ago. My boy was like, he really, he's like 26, 27 now. He's probably only five or six then, and I just was in such a panic that he wasn't going to get this toy. And I remember wrapping that bag up and putting it inside my coat because the kids were in the car, you know, they didn't know. We had, we parked in the plaza down the way from the video game store, and, you know, she took the kids to another store, and then I ran down there and got the Nintendo game. It had the box and everything. And it was perfect. It was like a brand new little game. Still had the instructions in it, and I couldn't believe my luck. That's why it was so expensive. It was like almost brand new. And I... You know, tuck the game in my coat, and I run back to the car. You know, this is before you even had two cell phones in a family. And my wife comes, and I wave to her, you know, I pull the car up. She comes running out. And she's all, you know, did you get it? Everything. So, you know, parent talk, you know. And the kids get in the car, and they're like, you know, Christmas Santa going to bring me anything? I don't know. You guys are really awful this year. So anyway... This is now this is where it gets weird. And this is totally true. She says, I think it'll be alright, even if we don't get that game. And then we found the game and I said, Yeah, it'll probably be alright. We got them a ton of other toys. And we really did. We really spoiled our kids and it was ridiculous. And I filmed every Christmas. You wouldn't believe the garbage we used to buy our kids. And uh we figured, well, okay, let's go get the game just in case. So we get the game, we're all excited. Now, I kid you not, we thought, well, it's insurance policy. He wanted the game, we got it, so we're covered. Christmas morning, he was throwing packages and, and um, presents out of the way, looking 
for anything shaped the size of a video game wrapped up. Because we wrapped the games up, you know, individually, and we didn't put them in boxes or anything. They were just wrapped up in the box they come in. He'd find something that was the size of a video game box size, He'd, and it has name on it. He opened it. It's not the right one. And just by chance, that game got buried, like, down under the tree. He pushed everything out of the way. He dug around under that tree. He found that box. He pulled it out, sat down, opened it up, and went, Oh, Santa got it for me. <laughs> Santa. Yeah. Well, that said to Madison. My son's name's Madison. Madison from Santa. And his brother Max was so happy. They got the games they wanted and everything they asked for on their list. They were all happy. And, you know, we were good parents. We did the whole Santa thing and let the kids have fun. As they get older, they figure everything out and they realize that there's more to Christmas than presents. The idea is your parents are trying to show you how much they love you. How much they care. And sometimes a present that costs, you know, a little bit of money has a huge value. I got the tiniest box of mints in um, England from a nice lady who watches my videos. Now, I don't know what they cost. They that's a tiny box of mints. They, they're probably a dollar novelty little thing of mints. But it was the fact that she thought I would laugh and like them. And she bought them for me. And then she came all the way to see me and handed them to me. And I thought that was so precious. I thought that was like handing me gold. <laughs> I, she handed me a bag of gold. And here it's just a 10 cents worth of mints. And this is the funny part. I thought those mints were so cool. They, I, I featured them in a video on my channel, my uh, YouTube channel. And I thought those were so cool. And I didn't really tell anybody about it because I was, you know, on vacation. And I didn't have a chance to tell anyone. Well, a friend said, I have a tiny package for you. I'm going to mail a totally different friend. Said, I'm going to mail you a present for Christmas. We do like a gift exchange. And uh, just a couple friends that I am very close to, I try to send them something every year. And this friend was, you know, telling me, you know, watch for the package. I'm worried and all that. And, you know, you fret over it. And it came. And there were some really fantastic candies and chocolate and stuff that I like in the package. And I reached down and I pulled out two tiny boxes of these novelty mints. And I about had a stroke. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I was just thinking about looking up those mints and see if they had any other ones on like a website. And I could get them. And my friend sent them to me. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, <clears throat> this is unbelievable. The tiniest little box of mints 
was like the biggest gift I got. And I know it sounds silly, but one was a, a Bob Ross mint, and one was a, a like a like a Donald Trump mint. It was kind of funny. I like political stuff, like um, things that make fun of like Bill Clinton or Obama or George Bush. I just think that stuff's funny. To me, it's comical. It's part of American politics is to make fun of your politicians. And I, I think it's funny. I don't care what party it is. I really don't. I think people think I do, but I'm only voted my whole life for one president that won every other time I've ever voted for president. The other guy won or well, yeah, other, other guy. So I've only voted for one single president ever that got elected, which is really weird. And, um, you know, I've had quite a few presidential votes, but I got these, um, and I love Mr. Rogers. I do. And they made these Bob Ross novelty mints and these little Mr. Rogers mints. And I, these boxes are like literally, I think an inch and a half square box. And I just love them to death. I won't even open them up and eat them. I'm just keeping them wrapped and I'm just staring at them. And I keep them right here on my desk. Here they are right here. See? My little box of mints. And I'm so thrilled. And... You're supposed to, like, you know, share them with a friend and show off and have a joke with them. You know, you, you hand it to somebody, you want a mint, and they see the lid, you know, impeachments or Mr. Rogers mints, you know, encouragements. Or, um, you know, happy little mints from Bob Ross. Happy, happy little mints. And I just sit there and I giggle. And I laugh. And I won't share them. They're mine. They're like that kid digging that present out from under that tree. These are my mints. I'm not sharing them. They're mine. And you can look at them. The wrapper's still on them. But you can't touch them because they're mine. They're not yours. They're mine. And I'm keeping them. <laughs> and I know this is all silly. But I think we're all kids at heart like that. And I think the greatest presents I've ever gotten at Christmas time was seeing an old friend or meeting a new one. And I told my daughter when we were in uh, vaca on, on vacation recently, this is Christmas, I told her. Christmas, it was right around Thanksgiving we went to uh, on vacation. And I said, look, this is a once-in-a-lifetime, possibly, trip to visit some friends. And... This is Christmas. Go ahead and shop. Get what you want. You know, get your souvenirs, whatever you want. Because Christmas, we're, we're not going to do a lot for Christmas. We're going to shop now. You can just get what you want. She's 17 now. Get what you want. Okay, she, she thought that was a great idea. And I have to tell you, no, my daughter spent a lot of money. You know, not an unreasonable amount of money. But any 17-year-old girl, you turn it loose in about three or four different stores. And uh, you're really asking for it. But she didn't break the bank. But she, she spent some money. And I got to tell you something. I'm just adjusting my chair here. I bought myself like literally nothing that I brought home for myself. And I got little tiny presents from friends all of the places I went. And every single little tiny present I got was like somebody handing me gold. 
And the reason why is that lady that came and handed me that little thing immense handed me a book and said, this book might really help you and you can use it in your work. And I thought that's so kind of her to come so far to hand me something. And my friend Bob gave me a, a rock that came from the same quarry as Stonehenge. We went and visited Stonehenge, and then the next day he said, Mike, here. And he handed me this tiny little rock that I don't know what a rock costs. But it probably didn't cost much. But he could have spent a thousand dollars on it for what I thought. I I felt like he spent a million dollars handing me this little rock. There's something about friends taking the time to buy you a beer. I'm usually the guy that buys the beer and pays for dinner and makes sure everybody's taken care of. This time, I was around people who I gotta be honest, that really cared about me. Maybe even loved me a little bit. You know, thought I was a great guy. And they were taking care of me. And it was overwhelming for me. Now, I don't want you to get this wrong. That I was not grateful or anything like that, but it was almost too much for me. I couldn't believe how much love and compassion and caring and kindness was shown to me. And I didn't think I was worthy of it. I know what's in my heart and I know what kind of person I truly am. And I know I have faults and I know I make mistakes. I make copious amounts of mistakes in my life. And I could do a lot better. I could do a lot better. The kindness was being shown to me. I I didn't think I was worthy. I wanted to... I wanted to hug everyone. I wanted to just show everybody how much I cared. Maybe I did. Maybe they think, you know, he's a good guy. But I can't explain how happy I was. The presents my daughter got. We barely could fit them in the luggage. We had, you know, three big bags and then we had three carry-ons and we were packed. I might have told this in an earlier video or podcast or something, but we had about 10 or 15 pounds room in each bag when we left for vacation and that way we could bring back, you know, five or 10 pounds if we had to of different things, if we wanted to buy souvenirs. We were barely a pound underneath our bags when we weighed them in. One was a pound and a half, and that was, I think, one bag, and then the rest were right on the money, one pound. And we all had stuff on our carry-ons, and my wife was even carrying a full bag of stuff, and I was carrying my laptop full of stuff. You could put all that stuff together and stack it up. And it was beautiful presents. We bought presents for people, co-workers, and family and friends. I brought back wonderful presents for everyone that I wanted to mail a gift to. But you could stack all that stuff up. You could add it all up. You could see how much we spent, how much was given to us. 
and I would tell you for a fact that that amount of money wasn't even close to the fortune I was carrying in my heart from my friends. A free bear, a free beer, well, three, three, three or four free beers. Friends picking up the tab here and there. Friends covering, splitting taxis, covering things with me, being gracious, being kind, not letting me be a big shot. Telling me to sit back and relax and let other people drive. I can't, it was different for me, but I can't tell you how uplifting it was to realize how many people out there really cared about me. I know you're out there right now struggling and you think, what'll I buy this person? It's last minute. I don't know what to get them. If there's still time, there's a florist right down the street. Go in and get them a dozen roses. Get them one rose. Get them one carnation. Do something special for that person. Spend time with them. You know what makes them special. You know what they like. It's it's the gift of kindness that means something that has value. I attach the memories of my trip not to monetary items. I attach my memories to the kindness that was behind them. The distance my friends traveled and the distance I traveled to meet them. I didn't think about it at the time, but people would say, you came so far to see me and talk to me. And I thought, no, 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 you're my friend. I would do anything for you. You know, Mike, you need to sit down and listen to yourself one of these days. Do you ever think maybe they came a distance to see you too? And it means just as much or more to them I don't know. Something changed for me. And I hope I, I hope I always remember all my friends and I hope I'm always there for them. And I want them to know if they happen to be listening to this right now, I'm sure a few of them might eventually hear this little conversation between you and me. I hope they know that they honestly made a difference in my life. And they gave me the greatest gift of all. And that was just being a good friend. So don't be afraid. Reach out. You can do it too. And I assure you, your friends will acknowledge it. And they will appreciate it. And I really hope you have a wonderful Christmas season. Until I talk to all of you again, please have a most blessed day. And if you're lonely tomorrow, if you're lonely on Christmas Day, I am available. You can find me on all my social media sites. And you can say hi to good old Dr. Andrew Michaels from 3 to 11 
I will make myself available to keep you company. I'm not making that up. Mm -mm. Go ahead and test me. You know, I am Dr. Andrew Michaels, man of mystery. And I don't lie to you, my friends. And you are my friends. Each and every one of you. So don't be a stranger. Until next time, take care. Have a most, most blessed holiday season. Get some rest. Get some good food. And some good fellowship. You deserve it. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tierra de Fuego. Remember to stay tuned for the next episode, coming soon. When you have a moment, please take the time to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash the theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you. <laughs>